tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Bienvenidos to the league. Yes. See what I did there? Another, yes, I see exactly what you did English there. at its finest. Bienvenidos, welcome to the league. After show here on AfterBuzz TV, we are live yeah, we on YouTube.com, streaming live on the internet. And soon we're going to be on iTunes and SoundCloud. So while you're there, please rate us five stars. Or maybe hit that thumbs up button. Should be right around there. Am I pointing to the right section of the thumbs up? That seems correct. On the wide. But if we're going to the to I my mean, shot, it should be right around there. Just hit that thumbs and if, up. And if they cut to my shot, your hand will be in my face. <laughs> so don't do not do that. Well, uh, why don't you tell you everybody who you are first? I'm going to switch it up. We're well, going to say, who are you first? I am Steve Kaufman. You can find me at Steve Kaufman. I've never heard the long That is K A U F. M-A-N-N. I actually love this part of the song. <laughs> you never hear it. And I am George Hermosa, and we are here discussing episode 9 of season 7, The Yank Banker. So when you see the title of this episode called The Yank Banker, what goes through your mind? Is it weird that I I immediately thought of a spank bank? And I did too. And I'm curious why they're calling it a Yank Bank other than a spank bank? You think, there, think there's some like S&P centers and practices saying you can't say spank bank but you can say yank bank I hope it's just a colloquial like it's a colloquial thing that Mm -hmm. like at least within the circles of people who create this show they say yank bank and it's just younger people like myself who are like well you mean the spank bank (laughs) although that is a way the more I think about it the term yank is a better term yeah, it it's kinda, a more descriptive term it kind of flowed a little bit better Uh, well spank bank rhymes a little better yeah Whereas yeah, the Y is a weird concept. It just maybe just flows off the tongue a little bit more. Yeah, whereas Spank Bank is like, oh, the Spank Bank. Yeah. Because it, it might but sound you're like you're not actually spanking yourself. Like, it's not I a good think, word. I think because of the B and the P sounding so close, I think that's why they did it. Yank Bank as opposed to Spank Bank. Like, it's just too much similarities between the two letters. As we're, as we're apparently, we're just completely breaking down the alphabet. I. Which I have no problem fine. doing for the next. Welcome to two the hours. alphabet cast here on AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> But uh, next week we'll talk about C. <laughs> there and apostrophes. Okay. Um, but uh, just to get it out of the way, no rucks in this week again. He's off shooting stuff. And again, we uh, kind of all acknowledged and you know definitely agreed with no rucks and means while the qu- the quality of the episode will still be great, just it's not as great when Ruxin is in there. So we all kind of agreed. Yeah, that and we get a Ruxinless episode. We're already we're already down one. We're I mean, already, I, we're already on. Uh, we're already on the injured. He's in on the injured <laughs> reserve. Like we're already we're already down one. We're not a hundred percent a team. Pretty much. I mean, I did I did like this episode as opposed to past episodes of Ruxin not being in the episode. But uh, again, maybe Ruxin could have added, especially with the whole Yank Bang. You know, he would have come up with a cool metaphor. Oh, he would have had a lot cool of metaphors. Well, wordplay. He, he would have probably had a better understanding of banks. <laughs> maybe. Than taco. <laughs> yeah. 
That is Taco true. Taco actually had a surprising amount of knowledge of how banks work. I know. For being Taco. I know. I, I was surprised, too. Whereas Ruxin uh, would have a functional knowledge. Speaking of Taco, they kinda, the show kind of opened up with this weird little montage of like them waking up. The brothers, mm. Taco and Kevin, waking up and just kind of being like a, a good old-fashioned opening theme song of, yep. of a TV show. Which is kind of a... Cool, you know we've never really seen that with the league before, but I guess Taco obviously now has a real job working at the bank, you know, dressed as the McDiblets, you know, doing the whole thing that we like to see on the corner with the billboard, not the billboard, but the whatever it's called, the sign. That's um technically a form of brand ambassador, brand ambassadorship, okay. if you will. Yeah, that you're you're uh, on street marketing. Mm-hmm. You have to get your collateral, which is your flyers, into the hands of potential customers. Mm-hmm. And you're only successful if how much collateral you can get out and positive experiences you've had with potential customers. I've done this for a long time. I mean, I know that there have been a few times where I'm driving by the corner and thank God for the guy on the corner telling me that Little Caesars Pizza is only $5 because then I just go right in hot and ready. I mean, for me, it's a matter of I don't I don't always know where the Little Caesars is, but I'm Mm -hmm. well aware of their prices. (laughs) I also buy pizza dough specifically really? to not go to Little Caesars anymore. Oh wow! Or to any, I don't. I, I like to cook my own stuff when I, I love, can. I love Little Caesars. I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only one though, because everybody else doesn't like Little Caesars. Well, but I will I, say this: it doesn't age as well as other pizzas. No, it does not. So I think that's why nobody else likes it. Fair enough, because I like to eat the pizza cold from the refrigerator. Because okay. I don't. Okay. A microwave doesn't do it, and then an <laughs> oven won't. Do, like it just won't reheat. Yeah, yeah. No pizza will reheat well. Mm-hmm. So I just like to eat it cold. So so far we got the alphabet, the alphabet, now we got and pizza. pizza. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to curious what it was going to be next. But in, in in but we all bring it back to the league. Well, and in route to both those things, I'm sure we found very lively discussion about the league. I hope so too. Sometimes you have to just wander off topic to wander back, <laughs> exactly. and then all, all, it's all the places you went to and fro that get you to the get you to the good stuff. I, I agree. I agree. But uh, we see Kevin. Um, kind of see one of his coworkers see that his brother is one of the McGiblets guy, and in walks the boss um, mm-hmm. to the office, and you know the whole like, oh, your brother's a McGiblets, whatever, whatever. You know, you're a slacker. But I did like the part where um, you know his his wife comes in, the boss's wife comes mm-hmm. in, and for whatever reason she's black, but for whatever and, reason, I don't know. I mean, for whatever, according re- to Kevin. I'm 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 speaking it from Kevin's no, no. point of view. She is it's his wife yeah. who happens to be black. Who happens to be black. But according to Kevin, for whatever reason he's black. Or she's black. I know. I, you know. <laughs> um That's a weird way to put it. I just like the whole like he laughs at it mm-hmm. and just try to like backs up from it. He just kinda like and I and I'm kinda I guess kinda quoting where like <laughs> Remember that time? <laughs> uh, and just walks into his office like like he's so weird, but that's what makes his character yeah. so great. Because if he if if he had the social skills mm-hmm. to talk his way out of that, honestly, that some of us have. That's not yeah. That's, nobody wants to watch that scene. Exactly. I want to watch him. I want to watch him do exactly what, like that. Back away. Mm-hmm. Like there's a meme of Homer Simpson where he like backs oh, into yeah. a hedge and you only see his eyes. Yeah, like, I've I, seen a lot of those. Yeah. I would feel that. That's how I would feel. Where I'm like. Although I would, I would probably say, and it wouldn't be as dramatic. Mm-hmm. I would probably just be like, "I can't say anything to help me right now. I'm out. Yeah, sorry. We'll talk later." <laughs> so I mean, his boss ends up needing a who whose son loves McGiblets, so ends up wanting a McGiblets guy to come in and you know portray him for the party. Which obviously, Taco would be the perfect guy since we always see him kind of rekindle that side of his character where he comes in in McGiblets, whether it's him in the attic getting high with a gun. Yep. 
Or, you know, even flash forward to this episode where yeah. he's just kind of on the corner of the bank. That's just his deal. He yeah. likes to be McGiblets. And, of course, as always, we're going to tie it in all together because that's just what the league does. They have oh, yeah. So many separate storylines, which we all tie in together. But uh, we see Libby for the first time in a few weeks. Of course, uh, Ariel Cabell, I think what her yeah. real name is. Who's since the Wet Spot episode? Just, am I right? Yeah, just about. I feel like she. Ha- we haven't seen her since then. Yeah. I like her a lot. I like her, too. I feel like she's working on other stuff. Too. Yeah. Like, I think that's a story you're hearing a lot from people. In the, from actors who are on the league. Right? Well, it's funny because like you didn't really hear much of her, which thought which uh, which I pr- interpreted as she's done. So kind of seeing her, of course, Pete being Pete, you know, the yeah. draft kings of the of the group, you know, week well, by week. Well, because they do talk a lot about how he's promiscuous, but it it struck me as those two were gonna be like together promiscuous until we got an episode like this yeah so yeah and comes libby i'm like oh cool there she is you know and obviously she's saying she's celebrating her 30th birthday party and i argue with pete in terms of if i go to this person's birthday party that's kind of like being social together and 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 around your group of friends that's i don't know i think he was making a bit he was making a bit out of nothing there because they seem to have a very clear understanding of what they are. Mm-hmm. And she even said it at the end. Mm-hmm. It's not her. Like, I think if he were ready and willing to just commit, like actually commit, mm-hmm. she'd be game. Like, she'd be game. Yeah. He's, he's a bit of a get. I mean, he's he it looks like he's trying to find reasons to commit. And you shouldn't have to explain to yourself or to other people. Yeah. You should just kind of know. And of course, being you know the league, they bring up the whole football analogy yeah, about the whole a very good signing a long term contract. And we see it all the time in, in not just football, but in all sports about mm-hmm. the older athlete wanting a long term deal. Yeah, we see it in even in WWE and professional wrestling a lot too, where it's like I'm sure people want the stability. Bret Hart, of knowing, yeah, of, Bret of Hart's the very famous example yeah. of this massive deal that Vince couldn't afford anymore, yeah. but he wanted that deal not not only because he was loyal, but because it's like, hey, I'm like 30, he was like 35 at the time, mm-hmm. right? He was rather I think old. he was knocking on 40's door. Yeah, like, he, he was, for an athlete, he was very old, mm-hmm. where he's like, I w- I'm completely loyal to you, what I want is 15, a 15-year guarantee, mm-hmm. and then I think, don't quote me on Bret Hart's contract, but it was yeah. somewhere in the area, like 50 million. That's, That's yeah. So it's a similar thing that when a woman, in this universe, when a woman's 30, because 30's the new 20. <laughs> Women who are thirty, you're you're beautiful, you're sexy. Get my phone number. But 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 Pete brought up brought up a good point. I don't know, maybe you you think of the same situation where do you look at the past? Do you look at you know tapes of what they've done? Mm-hmm. Because at the same time, you're signing that person for the future. And of course, and I know you've seen this interview as well because um, I've seen it as well. Where Paul Heyman and he's talking about you know if he would be running a TNA. Oh yeah. And he brought up the whole analogy of like, listen, if I was the Yankees, the first thing I'd do is I'd fire everybody. I'd fire oh, yeah. Jeter. I'd fire because I don't want the guy who hit 600 home runs. I want the guy who's going to hit 600 home runs. Hit. Yeah. So. In terms of relationship-wise, I mean, is that a similar mentality that one should have? Is it a healthy uh, mentality? Well, that's where the analogy loses itself. Because have you you spoke? I think we're both around the same age. Have you spoken to a 20-year-old lately? (laughs) Like, Uh, can you find any common ground with a 20-year-old? I've spoken to one, but I haven't had a conversation with one, if you know what I mean. But, like... And that's nothing against twenty year olds, yeah. but there's just so little common ground yeah. for me to like for me to meet a twenty year old and then like think about spending a long amount of time with that person yeah. and like connecting with that person on an emotional and physical level. 
Because I think I mean, and I, they're all, they're too busy on their Snapchat and yeah. then calling me a grandpa because I think Snapchat's stupid. <laughs> uh, I mean, because yeah, I mean, I do think that now that you mention it, thirty is kind of new twenties. A lot of people are starting to reach their peak at thirty. Yes. So I kind of see where Pete was coming from, but at the same time, it's like, dude, you got. You, I, maybe just his whole maybe being married before. Maybe yeah. that's what. Maybe that's what really is. Well, that's actually especially being the first episode and kind of set the. Well, that's the actually pace. one of the few like standalone arcs of this entire show. Yeah, is that he's eventually gonna figure out whatever's like messed up inside himself, mm-hmm. and how he feels about himself. Then he'll get the self confidence to actually be able to move forward with a healthy relationship. Now, but, but you only do that when you don't want to see that character again. Because <laughs> then what are we watching? What yeah. are we doing? I mean, now that it's closer to the end of the series, yeah. do you see maybe somebody, or Pete finding somebody? Yeah. I I was actually a little disappointed in this episode where she said, I want somebody to give me that ring. Mm-hmm. And he kind of copped out a little. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Where it's like, I want... Because we saw that before. You've been burning this for so long. There was one episode where he would use, like, a ranking system, where, like, a plus one, a plus mm-hmm. two, or minus one. And we saw that with, you know, I think her name was Sutton, like, a few a few seasons ago. And she turned out to do the same thing on him. Yep. So we have kind of seen this kind of Pete, you know, going for it. And it also, with as well with, uh, I forgot the name on the show, uh, Brooklyn Decker. Yes. Um, Gina? Or Gina Gina Gibiotti? That sounds correct. Yeah. So we saw that, too, where it just kind of, ta- uh, Pete gets heartbroken. But yeah, I do agree with you in terms of, I would have liked for Pete to not be like, all right, cool. But of course, I did set up for the whole, well, you know, should have signed the, the long-term deal. So mm-hmm. obviously, maybe that. But, uh, you know, of course, we'll go back to it. Of course. But uh, Andre runs into his old college crush. Uh didn't catch the name to be honest with you, but uh, uh, Brittany. Brittany, yes, she is played by someone I know I've known personally. Her name's Deanna Russo. Okay, she's on. She was on a sketch show I wrote for called Top oh, Story nice. Weekly. That's pretty cool. So good job, Deanna. Okay, wow, congratulations. Now you know you. I know people. <laughs> I, know, I actually know two people in this episode. Uh, her and who else? Um, Echo Cullum, the other McGribbles. Oh, who's also on yeah. McGiblets? Sorry, yeah. he's also on Arrow and like everything cool ever. <laughs> But he was on the league, too. Okay. So good for Echo Cullum. Yeah, they, they always get a bunch of random people, too. Even, like, early on, you know, they they would get, like, some guys like, uh, not, I don't know which one it is, Key or Peel. Um, he played a, like. Why, why wouldn't you know which one it is? I don't watch a show. Is that, is, you're sticking to that? I swear to God, I don't watch a show. I is wanna that what it is? It, I want to say it's Peel. Okay. He played uh, Carmen Jello, or that was yeah, his yeah. thing, yeah, but. Yeah, even then, and then a few years later, he's got he's got the key and peel. But um, yeah, Andre running into his old college crust. Uh, I guess they all put it as a long term Yank Bank investment. Well, if she's if she's in his Yank Bank since college, mm-hmm. they're we're, we're presuming they're they're all knocking forty. They're yeah. all knocking on forty forties ish. So, yeah. so like that's that's like a twenty thirty year pretty much. It's like a twenty thirty year deposit that's yeah. still there. It's probably <laughs> matured. Probably paid multiple dividends. Yeah, so they run into each other, and her her uh, needing some help in terms of enhancements her, or specifically or, or her fixing. nipples. Yeah, well, specifically her nipples yeah. because um, her her breasts were fine. Uh-huh. That's the nice way to put it. They were, they were <laughs> yeah, they were fine. And, and storyline wise, they were like, well, no, one, one nipple's inverted, one's a little oversensitive. Yeah, but of course, Andre being Andre, his feelings kind of get the best of him. But I will say this though. Uh, that scene in the patient's office where Andre was like 
feeling up on the boobs, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've seen, or maybe I'm wrong. I feel like I've seen. I feel like that was like a porno in some ways. I feel like that should be the beginning of the porno. Here, come, come, mm-hmm. feel this. Oh, hey, let me show you this. I'll oh, go ahead and just let me, no, let me show you this. That, but I think that scene actually did a great job of making it just very cold yeah. and medical, mm-hmm. scientific, if you will. So it didn't actually feel like like. The blocking felt like the beginning of a porn. Yeah. But everyone's faces and the way they acted, <laughs> yeah. it felt, it's, that scene actually felt very real. Yeah. Because I did, honestly, the way I looked at it, maybe I just watched too much porn, who knows. But the way I did look at it, I, I felt like the, she I'm was. I'm just going to stop you there, yes. <laughs> I feel like she was hitting on him for a second. No. And then I I'll, didn't buy that at all. Really? Because I was like, dude, what's she Andre just, doing? She's throwing herself at him. Well, no, she was just acting like a friend who yeah. happens to be a doctor. Yeah. Because there's a certain. There's a certain trust you would have with a doctor mm-hmm. if you needed if you needed help with your nipples and you're you're a little subconscious self conscious about your body, but if you've known that doctor since high school, <laughs> God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't know if you speak for him, but I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I, I and I think that was there was a lot of familiarity that I I didn't take it as him being hit on at okay. all. Okay. Yeah. So uh, of course uh, Andre kind of telling everybody, and of course Taco being the banker that he is. Uh, offers himself as being his his yank investment guy, or I guess I'm with that a yanker. His, his official. Well, when you yanker. walk into the bank, and then there's all there's the counter, and yeah. then there's like the the finance people uh-huh. at the desk where they want to upsell you like a 401k or some type of um, product. Mm-hmm. He'd be that guy. I mean, in, in hopes of that, Andre will never go yankrupt. Of course, Which you of don't course. you don't ever want your client to go yankrupt. <laughs> of course not. Um, and then so fast forward to the surgery room where it's time to. Excuse me. It's time to perform, and of course, I feel like on a weekly basis we see like a Bill Cosby joke. Um, yep. Where obviously Andre professes or, his feelings. Yes. Or just a subtle. Okay, I'll call that a Bill Cosby. I'll <laughs> let that slide. That's um, a very subtle Bill Cosby yeah. joke. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if those who did never watch the Cosby Show would have never have known the Doctor Huxtable yes. uh, reference. But uh, you know, Andre obviously he wanted his. I guess you can say his. Work bank and his yank bank to uh, merge. I guess it's fair to say his timing was poor yeah. on that. And I think they are so familiar and friendly that it would have been better if you were honest. But yeah. once again, if you were honest, that's a terrible. That's a terrible show. And of course, uh, that's one scene. <laughs> oh, and, I'm not interested in you. Yeah, and oh. and she's like, "Whoa, what are you doing? What are, what are you doing?" Obviously, Taco comes in as the. You know the, the guy who who saves the day. That was a little ridiculous. Yeah, a little bit. But. I think Taco's the only character on TV that can pull off something that. Like, yeah, I mean, things, if it was anyone else, like like heightened to that level of just. No, no, it's cool. I'm Taco. Yeah. And you're like, you know what? That makes sense in the logic of this world. He's Taco. He's Taco. So uh, it kind of ends with uh, Andre being yankrupt, but which was kind of a funny line that they were. It looks like it was building it up to, but uh, kind of going back to what you know the other storylines is. Um, Taco is in a. I guess she, I, I was asking you what, what what they can be called, but I guess a uh, costume street marketing costume team, um, a street team, a marketing team. He he's a f- like he's passing out flyers, which would make him like street team or brand amb- any any variation of brand ambassador and yeah. marketer. I've done that for a long time. <laughs> so I mean, Taco was like in a foreign territory where there was another McGiblets and mm. an Abe Lincoln in a I guess like a. Statue, a gold statue those, guy, and an elephant. Those guys struck me as street performers. Okay, which there was a difference. He yeah. was hired. He was hired by a company to be an on-street marketer, uh-huh. 
And those guys were in it for themselves to like pose for pictures. But at the same time, though, you can't have more than one of those in that same block. I mean, you can, but they're going to fight. We've seen videos on the internet before. There's a whole documentary about the Hollywood Boulevard performers. It's called Confessions of a Superhero. It might still be on Netflix. Oh, wow. It's good. What's sad is most of those people are still on Hollywood Boulevard. Really? It's on Netflix? It's on... It was on Netflix when I watched it okay. six years ago. So don't okay. quote me on whether that's still on Netflix. Oh. Well, well, I mean, I'm going to look it up. I mean, I'm yeah. kind of, that, that sounds pretty it's interesting. A really, it was a really good um, documentary. But in the meantime, where Taco got hired for the boss's kids' party, Taco got the emergency call, you know, yeah. for obviously Andre. And now Kevin's stuck with the costume. So logically speaking, Kevin's going to come in with the costume, not knowing that he's going to be looking for that party, mm-hmm. walks into foreign territory and sees the... The people that belong, I guess, the other McGiblets, the, uh, the, the street Lincoln, performers. You know, the, uh, street he performers. is a uh, brand ambassador. He's an on-street marketer, and they are street performers. So as he's getting chased, he walks into or runs into the whole Libby's party, mm-hmm. and obviously runs into it. And mayhem ensues. Libby ends up getting hurt from a, I guess you can say, tackle. She she tried to tackle him, and it sounds like she got hurt. Which obviously she led blew up out to her the knee. Whole, she blew out her knee, and then should have signed that long term deal. Man, from she's Pete. gonna be she's gonna be on the sideline. Which for is a funny while. because, like, what does that have anything to do with being in a relationship? But then again, technically, that's, that's probably nothing. Pete. That's probably Pete trying to find ways to not. Yeah, be that's in a Pete, relationship. and it's all Pete. Just Pete doesn't value himself enough to think yeah. he's worth a relationship, partially because his wife to be crushed all of that inside of it. Mm-hmm. That. That's actually a very well-written character that I would... I hope one day he'll get over that. Yeah, I agree. We only got a few episodes left. I'm sure they usually wrap up around December-ish, so we they probably have like weeks, four right? or five... They go, don't they mirror the NFL season? They go 16 weeks? It ends usually like around two to three weeks before the season's over. So okay, usually like so maybe... 12, because they probably only get 13 or 15. Mid-December, so I'm sure maybe like anywhere between four, maybe no more than five episodes left. So I am kind of curious. I'm, I'm hoping we see more Rucks in. I know we haven't seen much of Sophia. I hope we need more Roxanne. We haven't. We we've seen Rafi this season, but we haven't seen Dirty Randy. We do need more Dirty Randy. We need a whole other Rafi Dirty Randy episode if we can. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially it, there's kind of a checklist. There's kind of a checklist at this point of like the things we need before the league is over. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, and I, I don't know how strong it can be on its own, but I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of see a Rafi spinoff show. But that would just completely be out of like left field but uh, introducing a whole new cast of characters so I, I don't would, know maybe, that would be maybe interesting yeah. FX likes FX need in the past two years they've needed double the content yeah. for for a second network exactly. so I have I have that's not news and gossip guys we just <laughs> we don't know if there's a Rafi spinoff in the works I don't know but if there is you know where you heard it first Fair enough. These guys. Like what? But in the meantime, feel free to comment on our YouTube comments down below. Feel free to, like I said, get that thumbs up right in the corner of the YouTube screen. iTunes, five stars. We like to hear you guys' feedback. Feel free to hashtag us, ABTV, the league on Twitter. And since you're on Twitter, where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me right here, right now. But also on Twitter, I'm at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. If you were a fan and remember, remember the 5th of November... Tomorrow, 10.30 a.m., I will be watching V for Vendetta live on the Popcorn Talk Network. Please join me. 
I'll be watching the whole thing with two other guests. It'll be a lot of fun. That's a great movie. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite films. That's a great, great movie. And in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Ghermoza. That's G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. Hashtag road to 400 followers continues. I think I have like four more followers for hopefully to hit 400. And then hashtag road to 500 followers begins. Twitter and on Instagram, Ghermoza. But in the meantime, you can catch us next week here on The League on AfterBuzz TV on the After Show Network. See you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 